And I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing this. The guy wanted me to crush his balls, like with my fucking heel. And like that just literally made my stomach go in knots as in like disgust. I'm like, no, I can't do that. And like he just started pulling out hundreds. And I was like, all right, I can do this. And like that was like, I just got butterflies in my stomach. And I think because it was like the sudden change of like, like repulsed to like turn on and I smashed the fuck out of his walls. And how, how much, <laughs> how many hundreds did it take for you to say, yeah, okay, bring them out. He gave me 1500. 1500. Yeah. How long did I, you have to stomp the balls for? It was like 10 minutes. The hourly on that is insane. <laughs> but first a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Welcome to the Man Whore Podcast. Shout out to the Silver Foxes, to the Sugar Babies, to the Simps, the Gimps, and Automobiles. This is Billy Proceda, and you are listening to the Man Whore Podcast. Okay, welcome. Welcome to the show. This week on the podcast, we've got porn star Emma Rose and Boy Are My Balls Empty. Those two things are unrelated. You know, my, my youngest sister told me uh, over the weekend, she said, you know, Billy, from a marketing angle, I just think that like man whore podcast and like your face on the image with the with the roses and the panties. I just think you need to have a little bumper that plays and explains what the show is for people who might be new to the thing. And I'm just like, well, I say so in episode one. She's like, people don't listen to episode one. But just in case my sister is right, let me quickly reorient and reintroduce you. If you're newer to my program, I'm a 34-year-old stand-up comedian living in Brooklyn, and I started the show nine years ago interviewing all of my exes, my ex-hookups, my ex-fuck buddies, my ex-girlfriends, my ex-situationships. I interviewed all of them to see why we didn't work out. What's the reason? You got a lot of episodes to go through if you want to find that one out. And now I do weekly sex-positive conversations with a variety of public personalities, Porn stars, musicians, actors, authors, dating experts. I even had a senator on here once. Each week we're coming in talking about sex, dating, gender, love. And this week, uh, you know, Emma Rose, she talks a bit about the love, talks quite a bit about the sex, talks a bit about the dating. We kind of get it all in there. But before I get to this week's guest about those empty balls, I just got back from... Wow, what an event. I just got back from a bukkake downtown, and it was uh, to die for. It was so good. I am re-recording this week's intro just so I can make sure to tell you how sick it was. Now, if you want the dirty details, I don't think you're going to hear that right here and right now. I definitely owe the champagne room a write-up in the I Just Had Sex channel, so you'll probably see a little bit more of that over there. But hey, it was super hot. Uh, if you remember my New Year's Eve gangbang, same people, they invited me out. Uh, you know, it's a great compliment to your behavior if uh, if gangbang organizers invite you again. 
It's their way of saying, you're safe, your dick worked, and you showered. Thank you. Fellas, you know, you got to start making noises. Really, it's it's not just that I'm noticing I'm the one moaning and groaning the loudest, but like the ladies involved are complaining that I'm like the only one moaning and groaning, you know? Like, I know you think dirty talk is uh, is a way to be vocal in bed and to like get her turned on. And yes, that may be true for many, for many women, but to moan, to groan, to whimper, to make the pleasure you're feeling be known orally, especially when you're getting pleasure orally, it's like, gosh, it's just, it's this unconscious confirmation that they're doing a good job. If you're a dude who dates women and you don't put dicks in your mouth, I want you to try to put yourself in a headspace like where you have a dick in your mouth and you have no idea if you're doing a good job. And then think to yourself, if I'm not doing a good job, do I even want this dick in my mouth? But a lot of dudes don't want to make the noises because it's like seen as feminine. It's like vulnerable. It's, um, uh, you know, like a moan feels soft, but the sexual strength in that moan is chef's kiss and at this at this bukkake it was probably about like a dozen dudes i mean i did not have the fittest body i certainly did not have the biggest dick i did not have the fullest hair i probably had the best jokes i will allow myself to have that one but you know what i fucking moaned i groaned i let how good i felt be known to these two women And she's not even done blowing all the guys, but when I came on her, when I placed my money shot on her body and I filled the room with the sounds of me, she looked up and she made sure everyone heard. She said, Billy, you're the best sex party guest. And that made me feel all warm and gooey inside. You know, I was like, all right. (laughs) I got a big, dumb smile on my face right now. The other reason I have a really big dumb smile on my face is not the second orgasm I got to have uh, with these lovely ladies afterwards, but it was, you know, as I'm I, I'm getting dressed and I'm chatting with the sh- the the bukkake chaperone, the um I don't want to say overseer that has too many slavery connotations to it, uh the the organizer, the planner, the boyfriend, right? We're chatting, and by the way, I love his work. This is like a colleague to me. We both have organized gangbangs and group events of a sort and after the the her her new year's eve gangbang i told him like i complimented him on like how well he organized the entire event i said hey man as someone who does this i i appreciate the work that goes into it i just you know you you did a great job you you were your communication was solid your screening process was fair but firm you, you treated the dudes like we have autonomy and boundaries as well. Just grade A, like really dig what you do. And he's like, thanks, man. Because, you know, when you throw a gangbang for the girlfriend, it's one great when the girlfriend had a good time. But if all the dudes had a good time, too, like that's real affirming, I got to say. And and part of the organizational structure of this particular bukkake was uh, they there was like a dozen of us dudes. So they split us up into three groups of four. And when we all got there, we were randomly given a sheet of paper that had either a blue circle, uh, a red square, or a green triangle. And that was our group. And so after I told him, hey, you did a great job running this event, he said, hey, man, yeah, I got the idea of the the phases from you from one of your podcast episodes. (gasps) 
I don't know if anyone remembers uh, How to Throw a Gangbang. I think it's from like late 2020, where I had O on the show to talk about a gangbang that I threw for her quite a few years ago. And uh, and in her gangbang, we had like a lot of men. So I had them in like squadrons. Anyways, that doesn't matter. I was just so overjoyed that like I said something on a podcast that was like tangible, practical advice that he then implemented for an event that I was then at. I felt almost as good as when the lovely lady said I was the best sex party guest. So I'm like low key in my feels because of a compliment a man gave me about my ability to organize group sex. And I had two very sexy women uh, attending to me at various points. It was a good night. I'm, I'm in a good mood. I'll fix it soon. I'll figure out a reason to be sad. But for like this moment, we doing good. At least better than earlier today. I went to the doctor and uh, I had to like go to to get my second Gardasil shot for the HPV vaccine. Which, by the way, you know, many millennials, people my age, we, uh, we a lot of us thought we were too old to get guard the HPV vaccine uh, when it came out because they recommended it for like middle school and high school and college kids and and so. But now, hey, the recommendations go get it. Even if you've had HPV or you have HPV, it will still. Uh, prevent you from uh, getting other strains of HPV, including cancer-causing ones. And so, me as a dick haver, I'm happy to go get an HPV vaccine uh, to you know help prevent the lovely ladies I'm with from possibly getting a cancer-causing strain of it through me. We can't test for HPV in men. Go get your fucking shots. Anyways, I was there for the second shot, but when I sat down and the doctor sat down, doctor asked me. Uh, why I was here and then I asked her why I was here because she's the doctor and I'm just a comedian with a fuck show the fuck do I know maybe there's other shit she thinks we need to do baby check my cholesterol again probably not in a good place she stares at her computer screen says oh yes I I see we're here to uh to to give you some prep and asked her what we were preparing for. And she said, no, uh, pre-exposure. Pro-. And I interrupted her say, I am not here for prep. Not that it's bad to get on prep. It's just I don't I'm not particularly part of a population where and doing sex acts that would require me to really need prep, which is the HIV preventing cocktail of drugs that many a queer man and person and people tend to get. I said, I'm here to get the second Gardasil shot. And I, I'm also concerned that you don't know that because you're the doctor. And she said, oh, yeah, 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 you're right. That must have been a clerical error. I must have told uh, someone the last time you were here. Yeah, set him up uh, to get prep and him up to get Gardasil. And she switched it up. So sorry about that. Let's get you your shot. Like, great for me. I'm glad I got my shot. But Jesus, I hope that other guy got his prep. Maybe I'm expecting too much of my doctor's office. I don't know. I want to get to Emma Rose. I will say Naked Comedy Show. What a blast. Once again, sold out both shows. I'm telling you people, get your tickets early. Stop DMing me, asking me like, oh my God, could you think we could sell two? I can't. There's no more chairs. I have literally no other chairs to give you. Just get your tickets earlier. And uh, and Hacienda gave us a bunch more dates. The next one's going to be July 28th, uh, but then we'll also be back August 18th and September 16th. Shout out again to Hacienda for uh, for letting us do this wonderful show every month over there. We love them. We love their parties. Go get on their mailing list if you want to know more about sexy mixers, play parties, 
educational workshops, and more. And Manhorcon, it's coming up, everybody. Get your weekend passes. You're not going to want to miss this. August 3rd through August 6th in New York City, the fan whores are descending upon New York City. We're going to the nude beach, weather pending. We're doing a bar crawl. We're going to have performances, a live podcast. We're partying. And no, you can't just buy a ticket to the exclusive after party Saturday night. No, you're not going to be able to like slip in and get the address. Stop telling me, Billy, man, do you think you can help me out and give me the address for the after party? I don't care that your balls are full. It's not my problem that you're horny. Because the after party is not just about sex. It's not about hooking up with, you know, slutty, like-minded listeners, okay? The after party, the whole weekend is about fan whores coming together, hanging out with each other, putting faces to usernames you've chatted with for months or years, and, like, low-key boosting my ego because you all enjoy my podcast. So, Manorcon, get your weekend passes. Link in the schnotes which is my fun new term for the show notes. Stay tuned, by the way, after uh, my conversation with Emma Rose, I'm going to tell y'all, I'm going to remind y'all about the peep show. But for now, a real quick fan whore appreciation moment to Craven. Craven, thank you so much for supporting the man whore podcast on Patreon. All I can really tell you about this man, I don't really know much, but I do know he doesn't mind a little teeth scrape during a mouth occupation, if you know what I mean. Becoming an official fan whore on Patreon is the best way you can financially support me and the work that I'm doing here. Membership begins at just $2 a month. There's a slew of great rewards over there. And you can become a member today at patreon.com slash podcast or download the Patreon app. Find me on there. Emma Rose. Over the past year or so, she has snagged like every major trans performer of the year trophy you can get. Exbiz, AVN, I, I don't even know the names of all of them, but I just keep seeing pictures of her on Twitter with trophies. She a big deal. And we're going to chat with her right now. Me and Emma Rose. Well, it's like, I feel like I've talked about me flushing my balls down the toilet a million times at this point. And I'm like, (laughs) it's always good. But I'm like, oh, my God. I don't think anything else can top that story. Now it's like, it's hard to like say it in a podcast because I feel like if they've they've heard my other podcasts, um, you're like a DJ over there. Uh, yeah, just like catching <laughs> catching your levels. Oh, sorry. I'm, no, no, I'm no, going you're, loud. And you're then doing like, wonderful. Okay, good. I mean, but do you ever do podcasts? And then like you're telling all of these stories. You don't tell the ball flushing story. And towards the end, there's like, so like, is she, she going to tell us it? Is she going <laughs> to? We would love to get our yeah. clip of this story you already yeah. went viral for. That is very true. <laughs> they, they've, they've asked. Um, but also, I feel like sometimes you have to just brainstorm stories. Because I feel like some of, them, some of them come out, but some of them you have to like, think of mm-hmm. is there something a topic or subject matter you you wish you were asked more often about um not do you have really, a passion honestly, for like I've... digimon cards we don't know about <laughs> no no not at all honestly i really like how all my podcasts have gone it's like they've gone like sexual in nature and they've gone like advocacy for like trans and then they've gone like lighthearted and serious and i like the switch up between everything so honestly i have no complaints mm. 
And in between, like some some dudes will draw your butthole. And then yeah, and then I'll like swing my dick around a studio. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, did that also happen? Yeah, no, because I was like I was like completely naked, and I was like I was like um, jacking off because I was trying to get like a hard on. And then he was like, "You're so feminine, but the way that you're jacking your dick is so like it's like a bro right now." And I'm like, "Cause I'm like yanking it sideways." And I'm like, I'm, "Like you can't really jack off. There's no loop here." <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Kelly was like, "My mouth's right here." Literally. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a good. <laughs> time to say i'm here right now with porn star emma rose hello 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 thanks for coming on thank you so much for having um, me have you been in new york before i have i used to come all the time before covid bc so but and before covid would also be before porn for you yeah 2019 i think the first time i came was way back in 2015 when i was 19 yeah i haven't been back since i think the last time i came was 2021 but it was horrible it was like covid time still everything was still like <laughs> trash yeah but i also feel like uh being in the city like when doing porn like do you tend to have like a different agenda like when you're here i imagine you're either doing press or trying to do trades or uh, yeah yeah a lot of collabs but this week i, I haven't i don't think i've done a collab this week no i haven't uh, i've just been so <laughs> poor you. like two podcasts a day and i'm like i am beat <laughs> <laughs> so i'm traveling a lot and the networking and everything so it's also mm. been very productive which is nice but well, pre-porn, like when you would come visit New York, like what would you get up to? Do you do, are you you swiping and fucking around or <laughs> yeah, a lot of times because like, I have a lot of friends who live up here, so I'd always come and see them. And then because um, I started my OnlyFans in 2019, so I was doing that. But um, I had like an old sugar daddy that I would always come and see, of course. Oh. And he used to live up here in uh, Long was it was it Long Island? There's Long Island, which is like. Outside big, of the city. Right. And then there's Long Island City, which is a neighborhood in Queens. Okay. No, no he was from Long Island because he okay. would come into the city and um, I would see him. But he, um, I've known him for like eight years. Yeah. How'd you get that sugar daddy? Oh, I met him online way back when I was in college and I was like broke. Okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I need to pay for my tuition bills. And so he was amazing. Like he, oh my God, he, I saw him before I transitioned. Mm. So I was 19. Yeah. And so like we've, um, we've known each other for a long time. Did the did the sugar daddy relationship carry through the transition? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh. Yeah, and okay. he lives in Florida now. So, do you still chat with him? Yeah. Okay. So it's nice. <laughs> what what kind of now? I, the market. I was just talking to a friend about this who's uh-huh. like looking to land this like sugar daddy, and just the whole marketplace, like the numbers, the finances seem mm-hmm. all out of whack. It's so crazy. Honestly, I don't. I could never imagine being like having a sugar baby because like. That's just the expense I'm expensive. So I feel right. like the way that I ask him for, he's just so sweet. I don't have to ask him for money. He just gives me money now. So well, I feel like a lot of girls are like doing it for far less now than like when you, when oh, you did it like sure. seven years ago. Cause everyone's like doing, oh, I just do like I have my per meet rate. I was like, I thought the whole, that's escorting. Yeah. No, that, that, that is definitely escorting. Like, yeah. There's a difference between sugaring and like escorting. Uh, esc- poor meeting is like, it's an escort rate. Yeah. It's like if you're if you're sugaring, I feel like you get like a monthly allowance. I yeah, thought that was the whole point. Or it's like an ongoing relationship. Like sugaring is a is a relationship. Like I have many sugar daddies, so it's like it's it's like an eight year relationship, a five year relationship, yeah. a year relationship. It's like pretty much boyfriends. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like there are a lot of dudes who have like wised up to this idea that the per meat rate in Sugarland is cheaper than an escort yeah. rate and you get more hours with her for the per meat. So I feel like a lot of dudes yeah. have like smartened up and so now, Oh, for sure. So, and I feel like a lot of chicks are getting took because they just don't want to say they're an escort. Yeah. No, there's a lot of girls like I do think that sugaring in general makes less money, but it's more consistent. Mm-hmm. I think that's like the trade-off. I think that like, a lot of escorts when they um like they have their 
per- <laughs> sorry, that permit grade, that, that, that just cracks me the fuck up. Um, they can charge like a premium, but when it comes to like sugaring, it's just like, you're always on call pretty much, or they're messaging you. So it's not just like, oh, you're paying me for this one time. It's an ongoing relationship. Right. Yeah. And, and so what kind of like allowance did you get back in when you were 19? Oh my God. When I was 19, I feel like it was so less much. I think way more now because I feel like I'm like more confident. And I just ask him because he pays for like my laptops and like, uh, the clothes and stuff, of course, bills. Mm. Um, finally my mortgage. I just bought a house last year. So Congrats. I'm so happy. Back so he's kind of, he still sprinkles some sugar in your yeah, life. Yeah, for sure. Oh yeah. 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 Okay. I haven't seen him in a couple of years, like in person, but like we still, we've known each other for so long. He still helps you out. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. so cool. What was it like to come out to him when you were going to transition? It was nice that he already had, like, because he was bisexual, so he has guys, girls, trans girls. It was honestly really easy, and he was just like, fuck yeah, this is hot. And so I'm like, like a baby, like a little baby tranny, and I'm yeah. just like, I don't know. Um, I haven't afforded surgeries, and he's like, I got you. So he helped me uh, with my hormones and stuff, because I didn't have health insurance back in the day. Now yeah. I do, thank God. Yeah. But um, yeah, it was a journey, but he was always so sweet. That's great. It's because I would imagine it could be a there could be a lot of anxiety going to someone who like is in control of a chunk of your finances, <laughs> and then being like maybe he's not going to be into it. Oh yeah, it. no. There's definitely some guys that they're just like, well, um, I don't like girls, so you have fun. <laughs> see, see you never. Yeah. <laughs> but, you were also you were also dancing in college. Right? I was. I was dancing. Um, I was a before my transition. I was go going, mm-hmm. and then I was dancing in Fort Lauderdale, and then. And um, what is go going for someone who may who may not? Uh, go going is just like uh, it's like at a club. You're kind of on a box. You're just like moving. It's like fully clothed. There's no private dances. Kind of just very PG. And um, why does someone go go instead of strip? Is that like sometimes like people just don't want to be like touched like that like a stripper or they don't want to talk to people as in like you have to really talk like one-on-one and build a connection with a customer okay. to get money so when i transitioned there was a couple of trans clubs that were kind of actually busy in tampa it was players club and i was dancing there for a year and then it got really really slow I was dancing Players Club and Club Atomic or Club Extra. I was making pretty good money, but then I started dancing um, regular strip clubs that um, they didn't know. And this is honestly still before I had my surgery. Like I didn't have my tits done yet. I was heavier. Honestly, I think I was like since I was like a little bit chubbier, I was like more passable with no surgery. Okay. When I got really skinny, I feel like you were. I was way more angular, so I had my face done. I was. Oh my god, I made so much money. I was dancing in Tampa. I was traveling and dancing. It was really really fun. Dancing as a woman, but before all your surgery. Yeah. So I used duct tape. <laughs> so instead of like a lot of times, people when they tuck their like their genitals. And they like take their dick back and like tuck it back. I would just push it inside of me and then like duct tape over it with clear tape. Like not like not like the little tape, but like the yeah. surgery tape. And then fold it again and then literally you could bend over and you could not tell. It was great. So, because usually sometimes if you're bending over, you're going to see some dick. Mm-hmm. But uh, I was terrified though. Like, imagine like going to work and like living in fear that you're going to get your ass beat. I'm like, uh, I only and did that. And fired. And fired. <laughs> and yeah, it was just like, it was pretty much playing with fire. But honestly, the money was so great. And then COVID happened. And that's when I was like, I should do porn. <laughs> and did your bosses know at the time? No. 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 And did you ever. One time my tape popped on stage. And uh, I was I was wearing my panties, 
And I just started crawling around. And I'm like, I just need my number to be over. And like, this was at Lookers Tampa. And it was like, it was a like pretty much rainbow. It was, they, they gave me the name. I was like, my name was Chloe Valentine, which was like my, it was not connected to Emma Rose at all. Emma Rose at all. And they were like, we're going to call you White Henny. And I'm like, White Henny? The fuck? What's White so, Henny? White Henny. I guess White Hennessy. Okay. Uh, because it was, it was definitely a very, it was like a, a black club. Hood. It was a hood bar. Okay. It was a hood club. So, but it was great because people threw money down in there so i was like i went down um my tape pops and i was like i have to go i ran to the back i grabbed all my shit i didn't tip out i just ran out the door and i'm like i have to go i'm sorry i have to go i have to go and they're just like bitch where are you going did you have any other like close encounters like that um, at the strip club? a couple but just like i feel like just girls knowing and i'm like just stay away from them uh because the last thing i want is like a girl trying to beat my ass in the club i'm like i just don't want to fight that's why i love porn right. well like was there like there's like sometimes some drama backstage there's at the strip, so, club. strip clubs are pure drama yeah <laughs> because everyone's just like territorial and i'm like especially if it was like a traveling girl or i'm not from town i'm like i'm the last person you're gonna hate because you're never gonna see me again you're gonna see me for a weekend and then you might see me like six months later yeah but like could somebody also maybe go like oh no she's She's a, she has a dick and and think like because she's taking my money so yeah. if I get one less oh, chick sure. in the club tonight yeah there's this, more money she'll for definitely her. do that too but um, I want to dance again but now I'm like I'm someone's gonna recognize me too too easily now like, well why not dance as Emma Rose uh well there's just the trans clubs out there are just very they're not the best honestly mm-hmm. they're very very lacking there's not a out lot there of, being like, Vegas or? uh and like oh there's there's none in Vegas actually okay. which is surprising but you have to get a license to dance in Vegas then LA I think they only have one like it's like once a month or once a week and then the ones in Florida are kind of like could you only dance at like a quote-unquote like trans strip club or like are there any strip clubs where like yeah they kind of have like one or two girls like know. that on a lineup in a I night I don't know honestly I feel like I want to start asking around or just like go and just find out <laughs> well, like also uh, so i don't know if i want to fuck around and find but out. like i also feel like like do you not like get any sort of like being in porn and having your own like actual audience yeah is that not like assist I you at all so but laney is gonna help me uh get a feature dance around and um she's had it she's done that for jesse dubai before and she's danced at like a yeah. regular club so i want to start doing more and uh, hopefully if it goes well other clubs will be like hey let's let's bring the training on yeah <laughs> Yeah, it's a, that's a one space where progressivism, I guess, can happen, <laughs> yeah. is at the strip club. Exactly. And it's like, a guy would totally get a dance with a trans girl and a cis girl, because it'd be like, yo, that would be fucking awesome. And soon, you know, strip clubs, their lineups are going to be more diverse than comedy yeah. shows in LA. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. What is, draw- what is making you want to dance again? What is it that you enjoy so much about it? When you're upside down on a pole and you just see money falling from the sky and everyone <laughs> looking at you with yeah. hungry eyes it is addictive <laughs> there's something about money that just like is so erotic it's like and then when it's falling from the sky when people guys are throwing it it's just like it's just nice it's like it and i love pole dancing i did ballet and modern in college and mm-hmm. uh, i also had a pole in my house the whole entire time that i was in college I don't have one set up right now, but I, I have it like taken apart. I just have to um, change my floor and my dining. 
dungeon. And so I, cause I'm building my like little pastel cute, like Hello Kitty dungeon. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really like, Hello Kitty themed? I, it's not going to be Hello Kitty themed, but it's like pink. It's like pink white. Yeah. I want to get, um, like bondage ropes, but I want to like be like pretty much like florals and like, yeah. like covered in roses, like fake roses and stuff. I think it would just be such like a hot thing that no one's done really. <laughs> with the dungeon is the and is the dungeon like primarily for shooting or like for you shooting, personally yeah. want for shooting but also okay. like i like it a lot too but i'm just not really a submissive person okay. i did a kink.com scene and um i did one sub scene and i'm like this is my first and my last scene i'm ever doing for kink.com because i just don't like getting hit i mean i like maybe like in my personal life a little couple but like doing that for a whole entire like shoot day i'm like fuck no you have to love this <laughs> me i love smacking the fuck out of somebody one time i had her um cheney blade uh she was uh saran wrapped to a wheelchair naturally <laughs> naturally i would love to know and the I, plot I, line I that led to this her. happening uh what whatever could the character development be that led to her <laughs> <laughs> so just like the whole entire thing just saran wrapped and so i pissed all over her and I fucked her for the scene and i was just like this is great i could do this all day <laughs> now is being dominant on you also doing your personal life uh i like literally i've come into my dominance more recently because i mm. think because of porn and also like a lot of my fans are very submissive mm. so i feel like i've been like learning that i used to be just purely submissive purely a bottom and now i'm like topping more and dominating more but like i saw him a switch and versatile so okay okay <laughs> back to the money part real quick like and talking about like how hot it is to see money mm-hmm. like raining down it's like i imagine money turns you on yeah right <laughs> and like i mean like i'm not into men but like if men like buy stuff for me like on my only fans mm-hmm. like I'm like, that turns me on that like oh, somebody yeah. wants to give me money for this body, yeah. right? When was the first time money turned you on that you can remember? <laughs> so one time, one time I was dancing and I was like, fuck no, I'm not doing this. The guy wanted me to crush his balls like with my fucking heel. And like that just literally made my stomach go in knots as in like disgust. I'm like, no, I can't do that. And like, he just started pulling out hundreds and I was like, all right, I can do this. And like, that was like, I just got butterflies in my stomach. And I think because it was like the sudden change of like, like repulsed to like turn on and I smashed the fuck out of his walls. And how, how much, <laughs> how many hundreds did it take for you to say, yeah, okay, bring them out. He gave me 1500 1500 Yeah. How long did I, you have to stomp the balls for? It was only 10 minutes. The hourly on that is insane. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, because I think that honestly it turned them on that I was like, I went from like, no, disgusted to like scared to like super excited. And I was like, all right, smash. And I'm like, it was... It, it, it's just such an, a weird experience. <laughs> and is this? And this is before porn, right? Yeah, this is before okay. porn. I think there's a, it's, so th- there's a funny would... element for that. Like, you had done your castration, and it's like neither of us are gonna have balls after right. this. <laughs> oh, well, I didn't have balls at the time. But oh, then okay. already, yeah. I had my balls removed in 2017. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, and uh, that was in 2018, late 2018 or early 2019. And and what was how? So how did it feel to do the ball stomping? I feel like at that point I was still I I could still very internalize the feeling. Now I feel like I've done like cock and ball torture, and I don't self like I don't like identify with like the pain. So I feel like it's nice that I can do it and not not feel bad. Okay, 
I'm glad. So I feel like sometimes if you like smack someone's balls really hard and you have balls, I think you'll just think of the pain. I think anytime, <laughs> I think anytime doing any sort of like impact play topping, if that's not something you naturally get off on, yeah, like, exactly. I know sometimes I go like, be a sick bitch sometimes. I'm gonna wail on your ass, but I'm always just like, gosh, is this too hard? I don't know my own strength. Yeah. Right. Especially if like it's with like a sensitive part of the area. Or oh something yeah, for like sure. That. So I'm like grab my labia. I'm like, <laughs> how hard? <laughs> I feel like that sometimes when I'm like fingering a girl on something, I'm like, I'm hoping this feels good because I can't relate to how it would feel. Yeah. Uh, so, um, one time it was like like she's like harder harder and i'm like she's like sideways pretty much i'm just fucking going so hard and i have nails on at that point yeah so i thought that i was like gonna cut her and i was like okay if you're asking for it you want it <laughs> so i hate when i i honestly feel like it's better having nails than having natural nails because they'll nick somebody yeah. um i was um having sex with this trans guy and we were drunk as fuck um and all of a sudden he's just like you have blood all over your face, holy shit. And I'm like, what? I ran to the bathroom and it's like, just like caked on the side of my face because apparently I was fingering him and it nicked it and it was all over the bed, all over my arm. I was like, it looked like a murder scene. But then you were probably like also like eating out and so just and didn't I notice. I didn't notice because we were blackout drunk pretty much. And uh, all of a sudden that snapped me back to it was reality. It's just so wet right now. <laughs> I'm just like, <laughs> oh my God. It was so bad. Oh. That was, I took the L that night. I was like, oh God, we're going to bed. I had a call. The front desk, I'm like, I need new sheets. I need everything changed. That was traumatic. Wow. Oh, and so, the- no more fingering with natural nails. <laughs> <laughs> Have you always been so like pansexual or is that something you only realized like during like doing porn? So Kendra Lust was my lesbian awakening. Kendra uh, Lust? Kendra Lust. Oh, Kendra Lust. Yeah. Okay. Amazing MILF. Super mommy. Oh, uh-huh. so fucking hot. I asked her, I'm like, I need you to teach me how to eat pussy. Because uh, like she was my first girl-girl collab. And that was like kind of like, I was interested in girls, but I feel like I was too nervous or mm-hmm. like 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 just unconfident and insecure with my womanhood at that point. And then it kind of just grew from there. And now like, I started seeing girls in my personal life romantically and sexually. And like, also, since I just have a very like feminine like penis, <laughs> I always was like, I've heard I was, you like, describe like, this many times. <laughs> I always thought that it was like, I just, I was so nervous about my size, especially in porn. I'm the smallest girl in porn. Uh, like, all the trans girls have big ass dicks. Honestly, I think people's perception of size. Not is everyone's Jesse Dubai. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jade Venus, Tori Easton, they all have bass dicks. I'm just like, I'm a top. (laughs) A lot of times, like, I don't like having a big dick when I'm bottoming in my scenes because it's just a lot to take in my personal life, sure. Okay. And in your personal life, like, was the hooking up with like trans girls and trans Mm -hmm. men, all that stuff, like, happening like post porn or? Uh, No, I was still sleeping with both trans girls. But kind of before porn, I was uh, when I was in the beginning of my transition, uh, but not regularly. Mm. Um, but now I feel like I have sex with trans girls off camera a lot, actually. Yeah. <laughs> and then I just started uh, seeing trans men. I had a really bad experience, like right when I started with porn, so I didn't film with a lot. And now uh, I just had sex with another one, and I was like, "This is great." But like growing up, college, I was just, me- just uh, guys, cis men. yeah, okay, just guys, and I was just the bottom, so. <laughs> <laughs> 
And now, and now you've got a you've got a boyfriend, right? I no, no, oh, no, no, no. That, I, I, that was an old podcast. I must listen oh, to. Oh yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I, we broke up in February. Okay. So, yeah. Sorry, we together or congrats. for congrats. Uh, no, it was great. It was, <laughs> I'm happy. <laughs> We're better off not together. So it's great. Okay, but uh, that guy, you, I, I remember you saying like you were his first like trans girlfriend. Yeah, trans... it was his first trans girlfriend. Yeah. It was. Um, it's just a lot like dating. I feel like someone who doesn't like who is just very new to it because I feel like when you're, when you transition, all the shit that happens is the in the beginning and it kind of just gets better from there most of the time. And with guys, I feel like sometimes if they're not ready for it or if they're, they're still like figuring out their shit, then there's a lot of like insecurities that come with that and like masculinity issues and toxic masculinity. And I'm like, and then plus he didn't bottom. And I'm like, I need my lover. I need them to top and bottom both. <laughs> At least I've had uh, more than just hooking up with trans girls, I, I want someone who's had been dating somebody, at least had a fling with one, or like had an actual established relationship. Because like one time, like he would throw on my face. He's like, "Oh, I gave up so much for you. Like some girls don't even message me back anymore." Because it, like, it was an open relationship, okay. which is fine. But I'm just like, "Well, that's not my fucking problem." You know what I mean? I'm like, "You chose this. Like I didn't. I didn't uh, put you in this." Like. Like oh, I actually did give him ultimatum. <laughs> but like, what, what was what was the why weren't people messaging back? Because he now has a girlfriend, or was uh, it because no, he has a trans, trans girlfriend? girlfriend? Yeah, and so a lot of times some girls. Saw I would that hope he wouldn't want to hook up with those chicks in the first place. I like, know. I, I'm just like, then go fuck those hoes. I would not do it ever again. So. Were you? Was he like out about dating you? Uh yeah yeah he was out but also like he kind of like reclused himself afterwards like my old videographer he's like yeah he like kind of like disappeared from a lot and then it was just working like a lot and um he wasn't in the industry right no he was a content creator and then after we broke up then he started doing porn and i'm just like you never did porn before we're together so it was definitely a very side eye moment but what do you think you're gonna out porn emma rose oh my god (laughs) i was like i was i'm like if you want to do like if you want to be on the cis side fine like be over there like i love that for you but if don't come on my turf that was when i get territorial because i'm just like i he never shot with any of my friends and then we broke up and then he was filming with like my friends okay. and i was like oh this is like yeah and but i was, didn't want to film with you pissed yeah well yeah a lot of times like um i knew girls for years and i'm like like they knew that like we just broke up and some of them were like they messaged me they're like hey like he wants to shoot is that like i don't want if you don't want me to i'm like it's totally fine if you want to but like I would be upset. So, um, yeah. And he was on his, like, revenge tour at the end. And I was pissed. Is there a world in which you would shoot with him? Oh, no. Not anymore. No, no. studio could say, we're doing, the, we're doing the exes series. No, no, no. We're getting, no. Fam- we're getting porn stars and their exes. <laughs> no, 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 no. After I found that tweet out. It's not the worst like, idea, I I'm like, I need. I was like, don't put us together. Don't book us on the same day. Um, it's just messy it was a really messy breakup i I hear that i hear in porn there's a lot of those oh my god i I don't think i'm ever gonna date another performer ever again it's really like i think that it's just it just muddies the water so much you hear that civilians (laughs) there's a chance (laughs) (laughs) i mean when she's not dying um, oh my god i 
Well, it's like, I just hate drama with work. So mm. it's like, uh, there's a lot of times when I'm working with somebody and like sometimes you have to go through and make sure like either one, they don't have a boyfriend or girlfriend. So you have to know like what's okay. Cause one time I fucked this guy off camera during a scene and, um, I didn't know that he had a girlfriend and she was really upset. I felt really bad. I was just like, well, I didn't fucking know. Your guy's fucking trash. Yeah. He's so, also a porn star. Yeah. I just, I and like know. sometimes it's weird how like. Is it weird running into monogamy in porn? Yes. Because like there's sometimes like you don't touch until the camera's on, but like there's like, I like the chemistry and like yeah. sometimes like a lot of times when the director says cut, like we're still fucking yeah. because we're like, I might as well just keep going. So yeah. sometimes like the camera cuts off and then like they just stop and I'm like, Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. It's very, it's a weird, it's, it's a kind of a weird experience that I, I don't have an on off switch. That's easy to turn on and off. Like if I'm like horny, then I'm like in the moment. No, that happens a lot when I shoot with uh gay talents because sometimes like they're just not into women and uh, it's super easy to bring them over from like men.com into trans angels or something like that. Okay. So this guy, his name is Chris Damned. He does not like girls at all, but on camera, it is so hot. It looks like we're in love. And as soon as he gets this guy, he's just like, all right, he slips up. And he's like, <laughs> and it's like, but we're like friends, so it's still cool. But I was like, it's one of those moments where it's just like, I'm still fucking horny. So like, we're both just watching porn <laughs> on a porn set to get hard. I'm like, okay, so he goes and watch gay porn. And then the director's like, okay, I'm ready. And I'm like, lifts my legs. And he's like, we start fucking again. And like, we make it look very believable and make it look good. But it's like it's still hot. Like the sex is hot itself. But we're just like, oh, I'm attracted to him. He's probably not attracted <laughs> to me. I want the I want the um, I want the BTS photo of you two just like casually watching porn on a couch, trying not to touch each other. <laughs> like, oh my Ugh. god. <laughs> It's been it's been funny as fuck at times because there I have shot with some guys that I'm just like we're never shooting in. I've shot with trans girls, mm. um, Daisy Taylor, uh, love her so much, but we have like no sexual uh, connection with each other. We had a threesome before, and um, he, the guy brought our faces together, and he's like, "Okay, now kiss." And like we look at each other, and we just start busting out laughing. It felt like my sister almost. It felt so weird. I'm like, I can't. I can't look at her when I'm fucking her. <laughs> I'm just like looking at her dick, just looking behind me. It's like, no. I mean, I think a lot of us have also like hooked up with people we weren't super excited about hooking up with. Yeah. And for one reason or another, you're like, I guess I'll do this, right? What's it like to shoot porn with someone where you just like, there's no sexual chemistry here. Oh, yeah. What's that feel like? It feels so like, because I've, I've had sex with, it's like a lot of times trans girls or girls that don't like girls. It's like, I'm just like not into it because at that point, if, if, if I'm fucking you and you're, I'm just like, I know it's fake. I'm just like, ugh, I can't wait for this to be over. And it's just like really hard to keep my dick hard. Is there anything <laughs> you do to like combat all that kind of awkward and, um, honestly, I kind of just like really focus in the moment and like just look at like the penetration and stuff, uh, or just really like sell it to the, uh, mm. to the camera because I love putting on a show. It's so nice. Like when I, like if I'm like filming with a girl and she's getting wet as fuck, I'm like, thank God you like me. <laughs> <laughs> So now that you're out there dating, what's dating for you look like? Sounds like you're one, non-monogamous, and two, you're looking for ideally romance outside of the industry. Yeah, I want someone who is literally, I just say my match. I want someone who's versatile, who's bisexual, who can top, who can bottom, who loves to be, <laughs> just like I'm on a dating show. I mean, it's partially, yeah. <laughs> um, Just someone who's like, 
I want a like a professional, someone who's like like that's why I'm like New York is probably my next move, honestly, after Vegas. Okay. I hate LA with a passion. Okay. Uh, it's like I would never I lived in LA for two months and I felt like my depression was just skyrocketing and I'm like, I've never felt sad living anywhere and LA just drained me. So I broke my lease. That was when I bought my house last yeah. year. Well, New York has plenty of finance bros for you. Yeah, I love very <laughs> financially secure, very boring bros. <laughs> They're always freaky in bed though, which is nice. Yeah, freaky in bed, but at dinner, <laughs> it's like you're fucking pulling teeth to get conversation. <laughs> yeah, they're really bad at conversation, and I talk a lot. So, so you're looking for someone who will listen to you talk? That is good. Uh, yes, <laughs> I do like I do like people who actually listen and just like. Who are busy. I'm a workaholic. So mm-hmm. like like I said, I'm this is my fifth city in a row. I was in Miami, then LA, then Montreal, then Toronto, and now I'm here. And I go back to LA yeah. and then Vegas. So I'm always just gone. Well, how are you meeting people? Are you on apps or do you do friend recommendations? I'm you- on I'm on Tinder, but like Tinder's trash. I am not on Grinder. So anybody I have so <laughs> many people who ask me and I'm like, that is a hellhole of an app. No, I'm not on Grinder. Um, and then I need to get on Hinge because I've heard good things about Hinge. But you do use like a real dating app. Yeah. Oh, honestly, I love spontaneous. So like I, I love meeting people. I feel like there's plenty of <laughs> times like I'll just meet somebody and like we'll go fuck. And like as I love normie sex too. Like porn sex is okay, but like spontaneous is like, it's like the best. Uh, what's, the, what's the best way someone can approach you? I'm not advocating honest, for people to approach you, yeah, but no, when you're honestly, out spontaneously. I love a guy who is confident. Like, mm-hmm. I love a guy who will come up to me and be like, hey, like, because I feel like I've always taken the ropes. I get so many guys' numbers. I get, I talk to just so many people. Girls, oh my God, it's like the worst because I feel like I like hit on them because I think that they're bi and they're not. And I'm like, girls give compliments that are so thirsty and like lesbian coded that I'm like, you don't like girls. Yeah. Why? They're like, no, no, I'm just like a really strong ally. Right. Literally. (laughs) And they're just like, Oh my God, you're so hot. Like your ass is so fat. I'm like, Oh, thank you so much. Like, do you want to fuck? And they're like, Oh no. And I'm like, I'm like, Oh, okay. (laughs) Fuck me then. (laughs) That does not work. Like on the, like the men's side of things. Like Uh, if I was going to be like, dude, man, the bowl is looking great today. They'd be like, you want to fuck? If I said, I think I'd be taking the gay jail. Yeah. They're just like, you're baiting. What about hitting on queer women? Uh, do you find your, like any difficulties there? Where they're like, Oh my God, you look like such a hot lipstick. And then, Oh. Yeah, honestly, I have a lot of good feedback with my chick with lesbians still. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, because they're just, they, they, I love a good, I love a good top when it comes to a girl. When she knows how to use a strap on, I'm like, legs in the sky. Oh my God. <laughs> Amazing. But usually I get super submissive with like dummy girls. Okay. So like with lesbians, I'm usually very like baby girl. <laughs> okay. With guys, I'm really like, I feel like, cause like, I feel like I'm very dominant with them. Mm. But yeah, with girls, I become like very shy and like I start stuttering and shit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, with the normies, like when you say like, I like a confident guy, someone who can just come up and say, son, (laughs) what's something they can say? What's like, what, how does someone portray confidence to you in the real world? Be fucking funny. Okay. (laughs) A guy who's funny can get on my pants any day. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) Just going to write that down. (laughs) Note, note to self keep doing because that funniness is like i feel like a lot of people are not funny right. so when a funny guy comes like honestly it just it's just a nice breath of fresh air <laughs> because guy who comes up with swagger and shit i'm like okay i know that you're an asshole so i feel like comedy being funny 
it'll charm my pants off. Mm-hmm. But I will cut off a conversation written politely if I'm not feeling it. What was the last uh, successful pickup you had in the civvy world? Last night, okay. No, I thought the I smelled, last night it was I an thought Uber. I smelled something in it here. It was an Uber car. So anyways, the Uber driver, I was in Toronto. Last night? Oh, and, Toronto. I was okay. a, and I was on my way to the airport. And um, the guy, he was just like, he was looking at me and we're talking about work. And usually my lie that I tell to people is like, I, um, I'm a manager. <laughs> but I don't want to tell them that I do before. And I'm like, I manage models. And so instead of saying that I am a model, right. so I literally tell them what my friend's job is. And so um, he was just like, oh, are you sure you're not a model? And he said it. And I was just like, yeah, I am a model. He's just like, you gave me a dick rating. And it, he was a fan on my OnlyFans. And I was like, holy shit, this is fucking amazing. And so then I just jumped in the front seat and I pulled it because he was showing me a picture. And then he pulled my dick out. He was jacking me off while we were driving. And then I was blowing him. And it was like, yeah, that's normie sex for me. I mean, that's normie sex for me too. Um, but but was- I don't know. I think everyone listening is like, Billy, we, I thought she was going to tell us a normal sex story, <laughs> not one of your crazy stories. No. Yeah, it was, it was, it was so hot though. I was like, I love, super hot. I love that kind of sex. The hookup with the Uber, sex. the hookup with the Uber driver is such like a, that's like a fantasy <laughs> I feel like I'll rarely get because there's barely any like women Uber drivers in the right, first place. Right, they're like hot and just ready to fuck. The closest I, I got. a few Uber drivers, honestly. Yeah. Especially in Miami. Oh my God, it's the worst probably, like the worst place. And Fort Lauderdale, they're the hottest Uber drivers live there. I swear to God. Because I, I feel like everyone in LA, an Uber driver, sorry, people in LA, I feel like they're just not hot enough to fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so now, but who's making the move? Like, who's making, who is uh, breaking the rules first in this Uber Honestly, relationship you have? I feel have? like I'm just a flirty ass bitch. Is it you? So, like, I feel like I'm like flirting because they're just like, there's a, there's like a pretty much a Latino poppy and I'm just like, you're gonna fuck <laughs> you, really you'll just say that no it'll be like it'll be like we're teasing each other but i know he, and then he'll be like oh do you want to come up to the front and i'm like there's i've jumped into the front of an that's uber driver move. so many times that's 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 my okay to like okay i can touch his dick so oh, <laughs> you hear that, i sound like such a whore <laughs> well, well i mean kind of are but like so i'm like the, you're on the right show for that this is a perfect show for this it. is a safe horror show <laughs> it's called the man whore podcast yes. you're, uh. you're one of many whores who've been here <laughs> there will be many whores after you this is Thanks. please be as much of a whore as you need to be <laughs> so the move is uh is is just like want to come to the front seat that's when yeah the, that's when, when they you know say it's when and then i feel like if i say no that means that it'll be because there's times when i'm like no, it's okay. And then those other times that I'm like, I am up there. Okay, pull your dick out. <laughs> if a guy, if the Uber driver asks if you want to go to the front and you don't want to, do you then, then dock the rating at all? No, 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 no. Okay. I give everyone five stars unless like their car smells gross or they're an asshole. Okay. So, but um, my rating, because you can actually see, I got a one star, I have two one star ratings and I'm like, what the fuck? But my, it's because you my, didn't go to the front seat. I, no. Yeah, they're like, fuck this fucking bitch. <laughs> but my, my rating on Uber is still, it's a 4.8, so it's still good. Mm-hmm. I'm usually a good girl. <laughs> what sort of like civilian hobbies do you have outside of porn? 
Uh, I go hiking a lot. I love backpacking, except like it's just so hard to go backpacking by yourself. You go, you go ba- backpacking like go to Europe with a backpack and just go around, or oh, do you mean no, like, like go like woods, hiking in the, in the woods? You're a like, woods chick. I la- oh, grew up on a farm. Yeah, I mean, I I remember your group on farm, but you I, yeah, look like camp. I know I look like such you, a city girl. Yeah, no, I love like literally like roughing it. I went to the Smoky Mountains for five days with when I was in um with my college old college team. Okay, uh, and so like literally backpacking, pots and pans, everything, camping, tents. Uh, we were crossing this river. Oh my god, this was the terrifying. I almost died. That was when I fell in love. With I love it. I love an almost die story. We rarely get them on this uh this slut show. But right. I love a good almost died story. So I was I took an edible. I was so high. We're going down the mountain. This is in Lin- Linfield Gorge Wilderness in North Carolina. And so going downhill all day, I'm like boom, fucking stone. We get to the end, and this is Thanksgiving time, so it's like 50 degrees outside. Okay, the bridge is broken. The bridge is just like it's fucked. So they're like, oh, like we can either go back the way we came, and I'm like, fuck that. We went downhill all day. I'm not going uphill all day, and I'm like, or we can swim across, and I'm like. Okay, we can just swim across, and there's five of us. We ship down to our underwear, and they jump back down. And, like, I'm really bad at feet. I'm trying to think of, like, maybe, like, I don't know. How, how, <laughs> how, how far down is, is the fucking ground? How far is, how, we're, we're how, how long is, floor, how lady. long is the street? Like, how long is, somewhere, I'm, I'm not a good like, swimmer. Yeah, I don't know. That's, like, 30 yards away. Yeah, so yeah. I'm not a good swimmer. Okay. And I jump in, because they're already starting the fire with a flint, and I'm gone, I'm gone, like, boom, 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 boom. And it is so cold, and they're like, you're not moving. I'm just thrashing around. In the and, water. In the water, and it's 50 degrees outside. The sun is about to set, and all of a sudden, and, like, literally, I have tunnel vision at this point. Uh, my leg starts locking up in a Charlie horse and I'm swimming and I'm screaming. And then I find like this little rock that has like algae on it. And then that was when I went under the water. And that was when I was really like, I started crying underwater and I was up my other leg locked up in a Charlie horse. And I'm just swimming, like literally just pure adrenaline, screaming bloody murder, throw the fucking rope. And they're like, I can't, you're not far enough. And then finally get to the other side and like my leg, my foot is flexed, like not flexed. It's like pointed and I can't, Unpoint it because my I've just my I've wait, wait, can we go back to the like you needed rope and no one could they couldn't throw you me kinda, the rope you're because skipping I the part where like you can't swim uh <laughs> it's deep you're 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 not moving and they can't throw the rope to you yeah literally how do you eventually get over I'm just literally like throughout I'm like I'm swimming with just my arms okay. and my legs are just like pretty much just lead weights at that point. I finally get over there. Thank God we had like Jameson because I drank so much that night just to fall asleep because I was in so much pain. My legs were locked up for like an hour. And this is fun for you. That was the moment when afterwards I'm like, yo, this is actually pretty cool. <laughs> I'm a sick bitch. <laughs> that is uh that's a definitely a surprising one. I would have not have guessed camping was like your bag. Yeah, after that, then I was in the Smokies and then I went hiking. I want to go up to uh Yosemite at the end of summer. Mm. And then um because I've never really been up north of Nevada. Okay. Nevada. Oh, if Nevada, I see Nevada, Nevada. I get fucking yelled Well, at. you're apparently moving out of there soon, so you'll be, you'll be <laughs> I mean, safe again. Yeah. You can go back to the rest of the country, mispronouncing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other, like, uh, fun non-porny interests? Ooh, I think, honestly, just anything outside. I love kayaking. I like hiking. I love, oh, I just you're an outdoors chick. I love outdoors. I feel like being inside makes me sad. Are you, <laughs> when you go outdoors, do you, do you still get all dolled up like this? Or? Oh, God, no. I no. feel like, no, I usually I'm like a hair clip. Like, 
<laughs> like the yesterday I was going around, I had like a big ass thing of Chipotle. I'm literally eating Chipotle walking down the street in a big ass oversized hoodie. Okay. So, but usually like I do like dressing up really nice. Uh, but I definitely um I like dressing up like a hobo as well. So okay. it's fun. <laughs> oh my god, honestly, I need to fucking announce I haven't done that. I've only done it in Vegas, but like it's hot as shit. So I mean I'm surprised you haven't done like content of that nature. Maybe I'll do like a little hiking trip and just like fuck my way through the Appalachians. Yeah. I mean, that seems like up your bag. That's, that seems like your type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, Emma, this was very fun. Thank you so much. Nice to get to know you. Uh, I'm very excited about getting your cold. Uh, I know I was at least now I'm not like sniffling inside of like the microphone anymore. Like the day cool was hitting. I'm like, thank God. Because I was like, um, I was trying not to <laughs> try to like wipe my nose or like blow my nose downstairs during coffee because everyone was starting to look at me and I'm like, I promise I don't have COVID. <laughs> nah, nah, it's great. It's great. People with Billy got cold. Like, yeah, but it's a porn star's cold. So that means it's like a hot cold. It's a slutty cold. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, like, we got chlamydia. Yeah, you know, but it's like a porn star's chlamydia. <laughs> it's like the, it's the sexy kind. It's the kind where you got, bro, you got chlamydia? Nice. Oh my God. <laughs> but Emma, where can people go to find you, follow you, check out your work? You can find me at oh.itsemmarose.com. That's O-H-I-T-S-E-M-M-A-R-O-S-E. Um, all of my socials are oh.itsemmarose. And then I've actually started some new ones like Emma Rose Blows. Uh, <laughs> Whatever do you do on that one? <laughs> oh, You'll never know who I'm gonna blow. So you it's never... nice. It's nice. It's like I'm like, oh, I love it. it. Rhymes. Is that the tagline for it? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Just a grab bag of dicks every week. <laughs> yes, that's fantastic. Uh, well, folks, check out her work and uh, and and Emma. Why don't you go ahead and say goodbye to everybody? Awesome. Uh, goodbye, everybody. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I highly recommend you go check out Emma's work. Uh, I, I definitely did some well-lubricated research before this interview, and uh, and I'm glad I did. It provided nothing of value for my conversation, but it... Uh it was a dope hour. <laughs> uh, the best place you can share your thoughts, your comments, your questions about this week's show is in the episode discussion channel in the Champagne Room, our Discord server. It's totally free to join, totally free to participate. Click the link in the notes to join the conversations. You can also always shoot me an email at manhorpod at gmail.com. You may just hear your words here on the show. Now, I, don't, I haven't talked about the peep show in a hot minute do, do y'all know what the peep show is the peep show is a uh, very long running group chat that we have on telegram we've had this group chat since i think it was like 2016 when kenzie got put in facebook jail for for showing titties on titty tuesday back when the champagne room was a secret facebook group which is now no longer in existence and so we moved it over to uh, we into a group chat, and the peep show is just where a place where fan whores share nudes, gifts, and compliments every day. It's just the right amount parts supportive, fun, and silly, and also the right parts sexy and flirty and naked. I've seen quite a few of my listeners blow nice big loads or get nice big loads blown upon them. It's a special relationship that we have. And to join the peep show, you have to be a member of the $10 tier on my Patreon. Yes. With that tier, you also get access to nearly 300 bonus episodes of the Man Whore Podcast, a monthly thank you letter in the mail with a dirty haiku, a stay slutty button, and oh so much more. 
Become a member today. Support the pod you love. Show off a little bit in the peep show at patreon.com slash podcast or click that link in the schnotes. Go to the schnotes. Click a lot of links. Click all sorts of links. Click things. Tap things. Subscribe to stuff. Now I gotta, it's it's almost midnight on Tuesday night and I've got a lot of editing to do because Billy was a bad, bad boy and did not finish his work before his play. So I'm going to stay up and get to work, but I hope all of you are staying up to stay slutty.